0: Luke, the uh, the year's almost over. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Jonathan. I'm in a little bit of pain. I've just had some wisdom teeth removed. But aside from that, I'm doing well. I'm in my new office, which is exciting. Uh, here in the dome in the rainforest, it's, it's wonderful, really. It's this giant space. It's like four and a half meter ceilings and... Uh, I don't know, it's 42 square meters, according to my robot vacuum cleaner, and in this in this large round dome, and nobody around to bother me. Love it. That is
0: fantastic. Can you see yourself uh, ever going to just a, a corporate job working in a big office again?
1: No. No, I mean, most of my career, and yours too, has been remote, right? And yep. I don't know. When when COVID hit and everybody started working remote, I was like, yes, finally, people are catching up. This is the future. And now we're in this sort of wave where people are returning to the office and starting to talk about how remote didn't work. And Mm -hmm. I don't think remote did work for them because they didn't have enough time or uh, they didn't have a good reason even to to try and get into work in the way that you and I know it can. Uh, For example, people were trying really hard to do synchronous communication and lots of Zoom calls and things like that, whereas you and I know that the right way to do remote is asynchronously. So things like that, and and I guess what I'm trying to say is that I love working remote, and I think that I will always work remote for the rest of my uh, working life. It took me a couple of years before I really settled
0: into it. Like it's, it's been over a decade now of being primarily remote and it does take some adjustment time. And I mean, the tooling now like is a lot better in some ways, yet the basics of asynchronicity are still the same. You know, we can use nicer things, but it's this idea of thinking, writing, and, and at least for me, it also makes the times that we get together just that much more valuable Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, is a nice segue
1: into my time in New York last week. Oh, man, I'm I'm a bit jealous. I watched State of the Word, as I'm sure lots of people in WordPress did, but it would have been something special to be there. It was a, it was a pretty small crowd, no? It was.
0: I, I feel like I'm not going to do justice to the count. I feel like it was less than 100 people. It might have been more...
1: Um, Yeah, but it was it was definitely a smaller group. So paint us a picture. What what are the things that we missed by watching it on the video? So it's held in the Tumblr offices.
0: Uh, It was there last year as well. I didn't go last year. This was my first time attending in person. And so when you get there, um, it's a. I mean, it's a gorgeous office on the eleventh floor. Like it's just uh, it looks fantastic. Uh, there's Tumblr art all over the wall. Uh, it's not too big, but it's got like a – it's far bigger than the video would let on. And, um, yeah, so it's you've got these great views. They, of course, did it super nicely. There was a lovely check-in, place to put your coats. I was uh, quite underdressed for New York weather. I'm used to my uh, – uh, I mean, I'm used to the cold, so <laughs> it was uh, – I don't – I think – the key focus for me, though, what really stood out was just the, the overall vibe. It just felt quite relaxed. Uh, mm. I don't know if that was just a byproduct of seeing a lot of familiar faces, it just maybe this like close to the holidays, people starting to you know kind of wind down a bit. But there was just a, yeah, just a, a lightness to it all that uh, I don't have a comparison to last year. From those I spoke with, though, it, it seemed quite similar to last year. Just a, an mm-hmm. intimate vibe. Yet also something where, yeah, there's there's like a palpable excitement to it. where we're talking about WordPress. I had the privilege of sitting next to someone who was like new to WordPress, um, a, a reporter from uh, somewhere outside, and like it was it was pretty interesting just to be able to hear their perspective and um, have fun with some uh, recurring themes. Their confusion about .com versus .org, <laughs> and yeah. and uh, oldie but a goodie. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah an only but a goody and i uh, i just i enjoyed it a lot i was there for about uh about six hours and it was just a lovely time and yeah. it, hats off to the organizing folks the food was fantastic
1: nice it did feel really relaxed in, had the, in the q a there was one part where the devs were there was like a dev question technical question and they're passing oh, maybe this person knows oh, and they're yes. passing the mic around and answering and like really technical terms, kind kinda of unaware of, you know, the perhaps the audience I was listening. Yep. Um and I don't know, that I kinda of a bit I tuned out a bit at that point to be honest. But yeah, it did feel like people were just there taking it easy.
0: I was enjoying that back and forth from the couch. I'd moved from the, the seats to the, to one of the couches in the back and was just oh, taking nice. notes. And yeah, I, I observed that as well. The Q, the Q and a is a curious thing. Like it's as Matt set up at the beginning. So you'd had this really polished presentation, like, which was lovely designs. Like there was so many things that were, Oh, mm. this is, this is cool. Seeing so, you know, all this stuff kind of come together and, and then the Q and a is still by design. this kind of open-ended. You never know what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, I I've, I've personally enjoyed that portion less, yet still love that it's there. Like that's, uh, I don't know, people can bring whatever they want.
1: I love Matt's presentation style. You know, he's he's got a little bit of the Elon Musk off the cuffness, you know, a little bit doesn't feel super yep. prepared. Do you know what I mean? But also it's... It is confident and you know and and then he adds into into the presentation style mix uh, this ingredient of uh, I don't know there's a Zen to matt you know there's like a really relaxed calm that you don't yes. see very often with tech yeah,
0: I think that's that's a good way to to put it, and also at least for me it seemed like he was. Seemed like he was just having fun with it, yeah. Too like yeah. there's something about this, uh, you know, the snapshot moment. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that go behind the scenes, but for Matt to be able to, yeah, you know, there were little things like uh, he mentioned the other examples of Gutenberg being used, and one of them was an example from are these, uh, these two developers I, I forget tw- I forget what it was but it like had nothing to do with WordPress they just embedded Gutenberg mm. and the two of the developers were there in the audience and that just seemed to be like a delight to Matt like he pointed them out and they're there and I'd watched them interact a few times throughout the uh, the time there and it's like yeah that's like it just seemed to be something he was genuinely enjoying
1: actually the way that I felt during the presentation is for the first time in a while I started to feel a little bit excited about WordPress again because it's really? it's been a little while, you know? Like Gutenberg, I think for a lot of people was a bit of a turning point where people started wondering, well, is my future with WordPress still? You know, am, am I still excited mm. about it? And as a Gutenberg developer being like fa- fairly familiar with the tech that goes into it, there's been times when I've been like, Oh, I'm not so much into this. I don't know if there's a future here, but, uh, yeah, I guess like this state of the word did a lot to make me excited about the future of WordPress again. There's been times when I've been, Oh, Gutenberg is rubbish There, you know, it's so hard to use. This is going nowhere. There's so many bugs. It's, it's really hu- User unfriendly. And I think for the first time in a long time, I, I was seeing more solutions and uh, paths mm. forward. But mostly, it was, I think, a recognition that people like me exist. I feel like I got that ah. from Matt. I got that from the presentation. A recognition that yeah, things are kind of awkward at the moment, but they're coming. Th- that awkward stage is coming to an end. We're making progress. Yeah, that was yeah. the. Uh, the implicit promise i feel that's that's what i took from state of the word this implicit things haven't been great i would never say it out loud but things haven't been great uh, but things are about to get better i i like in, in a similar
0: vein i like how in referencing the upcoming phases he acknowledged the continued asking from folks right like hey when's this coming when's this coming and this time I felt was he's like, "Hey, we don't know, it's going to be a while yet. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this you know this this emphasis that I saw in, hey, we're, we're making progress. We're at least going in the right direction. And maybe even a I don't know, I would describe it as maybe even like a, a bit of a, a humbleness for Matt about it. like there, yeah. there is a lot of complexity here. and yet still staying focus on there has been real progress. What I what I find, I think, just looking at the meta of it all is this curious tension of the informality of that experience. Like a small group of people, a lot of people are watching online, but like that small group there, this sort of relaxed, kind of fun like references to like we're talking about jazz, these different things kind of coming back around, the informality of it in contrast to just how how big an impact WordPress has on the broader web. And Mm -hmm. I saw that evidenced by some of the folks there. Uh, Seth Godin's like casually sitting on the front and Mm -hmm. just, just this, uh, this interesting mix of people brought together by this thing. Like you wouldn't know we're talking about like a significant portion of the web based on the feeling that you had in that room. Like it felt like a little, little WordPress gathering somewhere. And it's something I both love. And I also find, um, uh, What's the, like, it, it can be. Sometimes that can lead us to underestimate like the size and stakes and complexity of the challenges. Um, hmm. A lot of people's livelihoods, for instance, can be quite impacted by decisions that are made. And you know, there's there's been a little bit of back and forth about the Matt's. Uh, References to the improvements on .org and the introduction of uh, commercial as a category, and what oh, is that yeah. going to mean? Such a, a small reference to something that could have significant
1: ramifications. Uh, Has it already been op- implemented? These, these. Okay, so so maybe a yes. bit of definition in case listeners unaware. Plugins uh, in uh, have now got an opt-in. Uh, tag system where they can tag themselves as either commercial or community and commercial plugins as you'd expect are going to include free plugins that are on the plugin repo but have some sort of upsells have a premium version something like that so yoast would be a great example of something that you know there's a free version there's a pro version and the plugin repo is full of this just full of it, stacked full, and to the point where it's really hard to find a decent plugin that isn't upselling. And now there's also going to be a community tag, so you can specify that your plugin is a community plugin, and what that means is that there's no upsells, there's no pro version, there's there's no advertising in your WordPress admin. And we've talked about advertising a lot on this uh, podcast, and I think... Personally, I think this is a great yep. solution because people who, um, and people like me, people who care about not having a bloated and advertising heavy WordPress admin can just choose to only install community plugins. That's what I'm going to be doing, really. Uh, like starting yep. with my next site. Sorry, but I'm going to be only looking for community plugins. And I think that this is going to be open doors for people because people start to see the value in creating open source stuff that isn't monetary. So I think Yoast has got a big problem, for example, and any plugins like this, like there, sh- there will be in the next 12 months a community SEO plugin that's not going to be trying to make money, but the author will, you know, get the community renowned. They'll get uh, job offers and things like this. There'll be other rewards. Maybe they'll have uh, donations. be interesting to see how donations links will be supported inside of the community plugins. Uh, for example, I think that yeah. uh, Query Monitor is going to be a community plugin if it's not already, and it r- sends users to GitHub um, to sponsor the, the project. I'm, so I'm excited about the
0: opportunity we have. There's a few questions, but I'm excited things, about it because... Uh, As, as, as much as I share your enthusiasm for community projects, they're, they're incredible, right? Like some of my favorite projects in WordPress, I would much more describe as community. The pods project, for instance, does not have a strong like commercial angle to it. And I think this will give, give more credit and space to some of those yet. We still need to properly take care of the commercial side of things.